Chapter 24 of A Fair Barbarian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty Chen. A Fair Barbarian by Frances Hodgson Burnett. Chapter 24 The Garden Party. The morning of the garden party arose bright and clear, and Slowbridge awakened in a great state of excitement. Miss Chickie, having worked until midnight that all her orders might be completed, was so overpowered by her labors as to have to take her tea and toast in bed. At Old Cloud, various sentiments prevailed. Lady Theobald's manner was chiefly distinguished by an implacable rigidity. She had chosen as an appropriate festal costume a funereal black more antique, and lived by massive fringes and ornaments of jet her jewelry being chains and manacles of the latter which rattled as she moved with a sound somewhat suggestive of bones mr dugglebiddy who had received an invitation had as yet amiably forborne to say whether he would accept it or not he had been out when mr vermiston called and had not seen him when lady theobald descended to breakfast she found him growling over his newspaper and he glanced up with a polite scowl going to a funeral he demanded i accompany my granddaughter to this this entertainment her ladyship responded it is scarcely a joyous occasion to my mind no need to dress yourself like that if it isn't ejaculated mr binney why don't you stay at home if you don't want to go man's all right isn't he once new man by the name of burmistone myself one of the few decent fellows i've met if i were sure this was the same man i'd go myself when i find a fellow who's neither knave nor fool i stick to him believe i'll send to find out where's lucia what his opinion of lucia was it was difficult to discover he had an agreeable habit of staring at her over the top of his paper and over his dinner the only time he had made any comment upon her was the first time he saw her in the dress she had copied from octavius nice scound that he blurted out didn't get it here i'll wager it's an old dress i remodelled answered lucia somewhat alarmed i made it myself doesn't look like it he said gruffly lucia touched up another dress and was very happy in the prospect of wearing it at the garden party don't call on grandmamma until after wednesday she had said to mr burmistone perhaps she wouldn't let me go she'll be very angry i am sure and you are not afraid no she answered i am not afraid at all i shall not be afraid again in fact she had perfectly confounded her ladyship by her demeanour she bore her fiercest glance without quailing in the least or making any effort to evade it under her most scathing comments she was composed and unmoved on the first occasion of her ladies referring to her plans for the future she received a blow which fairly stunned her the girl rose from her chair and looked her straight in the face unflinchingly with a suggestion of hauteur not easy to confront i beg you will not speak to me of that again she said i will not listen and turning about she walked out of the room this her ladyship had said in such betrayal tones when she recovered her breath this is one of the results of miss octavia bassett and nothing more had been said on the subject since no one in slowbridge was in more brilliant spirits than octavia herself on the morning of the fete before breakfast miss belinda was startled by the arrival of another telegram which ran as follows arrived to-day per russia be with you to-morrow evening friend with me martin bassett on reading this communication miss belinda burst into a flood of delighted tears dear dear martin she wept to think that we shall meet again why didn't he let us know he was on the way i should have been so anxious that i should not have slept at all well remarked octavia i suppose that would have been an advantage suddenly she approached miss belinda kissed her and disappeared out of the room as if by magic not returning for a quarter of an hour looking rather soft and moist and brilliant about the eyes when she did return octavia was a marked figure upon the grounds of that garden party another dress my dear remarked mr burnham and what a charming color she has i declare she is usually paler perhaps we owe this to lord Lanzone. Her dress is hardly becoming at all events, privately remarked Miss Lydia Burnham, whose tastes had not been consulted about her own. 
it is she he was becoming said her sister it's not the dress so much though her clothes always have a look some way she's prettier than ever to-day and is enjoying herself she was enjoying herself mr francis burrell observed it rather gloomily as he stood apart she was enjoying herself so much that she did not seem to notice that he had avoided her instead of going to claim her attention half a dozen men were standing about her and making themselves agreeable and she was apparently quite equal to the emergencies of the occasion the young men from Bardock's had at once attached themselves to her train i say Beryl, they had said to him why didn't you tell us about this jolly good fellow you are to come mooning here for a couple of months and keep it all to yourself and then had come lord lansdowne who in crossing the lawn to shake hands with his host had been observed to keep his eye fixed upon one particular point burmistone he said after having spoken his first words who is that tall girl in white and in ten minutes lady theobald mr burnham mr Barold, and the various others too numerous to mention saw him standing at octavia's side evidently with no intention of leaving it not long after this francis Barold found his way to miss belinda he was very busy and rather nervous your niece is evidently enjoying herself he remarked octavia is most happy to-day answered miss belinda her father will reach slowbridge this evening she has been looking forward to his coming with great anxiety ah commented Barold. very few people understand octavia said miss belinda i am not sure that i follow all her moods myself she is more affectionate than people fancy she-she has very pretty ways i am very fond of her she is not as frivolous as she appears to those who don't know her well Barold stood gnawing his moustache and made no reply he was not very comfortable he felt himself ill-used by fate and rather wished he had returned to london from Barrow's instead of loitering in slowbridge he had amused himself at first but in time he had been surprised to find his amusement lose something of its zest he glowered over the lawn at the group under a certain beech tree as he did so octavia turned her face a little and saw him she stood waving her fan slowly and smiling at him in a calm way which reminded him very much of the time he had first caught sight of her at lady theobald's high tea he condescended to saunter over the grass to where she stood once there he proceeded to make himself as disagreeable as possible in a silent and lofty way he felt it only due to himself that he should did not approve at all of the manner in which lansdowne kept by her it's deucedly bad form on his part he said mentally what does he mean by it octavia on the contrary did not ask what he meant by it she chose to seem rather well entertained and not notice she was being frowned down there was no reason why she should not find lord lansdowne entertaining he was an agreeable young fellow with an inexhaustible fund of good spirits and no nonsense about him he was fond of all pleasant novelty and octavia was a pleasant novelty he had been thinking of paying a visit to america and he asked innumerable questions concerning that country all of which octavia answered i know half a dozen fellows who have been there he said and they all enjoyed it tremendously if you go to nevada you must visit the mines at bloody gulch she said where he ejaculated i say what a name don't deride my youth and ignorance miss bassett you can call it l'argentville if you would rather she replied i would rather try the other thank you he laughed it has a more hilarious sound will they despise me at bloody gulch miss bassett i never killed a man in my life Beryl turned and walked away angry and more melancholy than he could have believed this time i went back to london he chose to put it this place begins to be deucedly dull mr francis Beryl seems rather out of spirits and mrs burnham to lady theobald lady lansdowne interferes with his pleasure i had not observed it answered her ladyship and it is scarcely likely that mr francis Beryl will permit his pleasure to be interfered with even by the son of the marquis of lauderdale but she glared at Beryl as she passed and beckoned to him where is lucia she demanded i saw her with burmistone half an hour ago he answered coldly have you any message for my mother i shall return to london to-morrow leaving here early she turned quite pale she had not counted upon this at all and it was extremely inopportune what has happened she asked rigidly 
He looked slightly surprised. Nothing whatever, he replied. I have remained here longer than I intended. She began to move the manacles on her right wrist. He made not the smallest profession of reluctance to go. She said, at last, If you will find Lucia, you will oblige me. She was almost uncivil to Miss Pilcher, who chanced to join her after he was gone. She had not the slightest intention of allowing her plans to be frustrated, and was only roused to fresh obstinacy by encountering indifference on one side and rebellion on the other. She had not brought Lucia up under her own eye for nothing. She had been disturbed of late, and by no means considered herself baffled. With the assistance of Mr. Dugglebinney, she could certainly subdue Lucia, though Mr. Dugglebinney had been of no great help so far. She would do her duty unflinchingly. In fact, she chose to persuade herself that if Lucia was brought to a proper frame of mind, there could be no real trouble with Francis Barrow. End of chapter 24